Good morning, good people, and happy Labor Day. You have tuned in to another episode of the Just My Opinion podcast. It is your host, B.A., and let's get right back into it, man. Sports are rounding back into full form and the full swing, folks. We got the NBA, we got the NFL, we got tennis going on, NCAA football, and more. Go ahead and start right into it. We got the U.S. Open going on right now. It's a perfect opportunity for Serena to grab number 24 right now. It's a lot of things going on. Of course, there's no fans. There's minimal people at the court up there in New York right now. Six of the top 10 women are out right now. Um, like I said, it's a it's a perfect opportunity for her to grab number 24. She's playing all right right now. You know, she always kind of gears up as the matches go on. Uh, an Os- um, a Naomi Osaka matchup with Serena Williams, that would just make my day. She just played Sloan Stevens and came back in the third set, won that one. I would just love that personally for me. Novak Djokovic, he hit a judge, really smacked him and kind of got kicked out. The rules are rules. I looked at the video and I saw it. It. He didn't really do it intentionally, but you know how it goes. Sometimes the rules are the rules, um, and you did kind of hurt somebody in the process. We got to be sensitive to that. But moving on into the NFL, the first thing that jumped out to me that I wanted to let everybody know, Derwin James is safety for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's hurt again. I think that's really going to impact their defense. But the NFL, they took over the Washington probe into their organization, Dan Snyder and things like that. You know, they already changed the name. You know that they have a black president now who's handling that side of the business. But, you know, just through some of the reports that were going on, that isn't enough. Apparently, they're calling for Snyder's job, saying that he needs to be removed for the culture to really move into the right direction. That if we want to go where we want to go, change up the name, change up the culture, PR things like that in the eyes of Joe Public. We don't think it's the best decision to keep you there. So, um, hint, hint, you know, get your money up. You know, you can't have a seat at the table if there's not a seat available. Looks like there might be one coming up in the future. Just, you know, throwing that out there. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't mind the first minority-led organization, you know, from my calculations, I think. Owner, president, head coach. Wouldn't be bad. You got, you know, two out of three in place already. But uh, also, we saw this past week that Leonard Fournette signed with the Bucks. I don't know what's going on down there in Florida. I don't know if the all all the general managers and owners are getting together. Say, hey, I don't know. Hey, we don't want them. Hey, you take them. You know, of all the places that you could go, you go there. Um, but looking into it, I I'm just wondering about the distribution of the rock. I think it will work because in most situations like this is with a quarterback or a head coach or a system that isn't really ready to handle, you know, such weapons as that. But, you know, I'll, I'll give Brady the benefit of the doubt. I'll, I'll give Byron Leftwich the benefit of the doubt. You know, Bruce Arians. I, 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 I'm going to get I'm gonna, until I see it be terribly bad. I'm going to think it's going to be incredibly good. You know, all we can go off of is, is paper until this weekend. Adrian Peterson was cut by Washington. The Lions signed him. I think that that's going to be a nice addition to their backfield with DeAndre Swift back there. Kind of give them some different things. I think hopefully McDale, that kind of leads them to run the the ball a little bit more, maybe protect Matt Stafford a little bit more. I think he's really ready for a breakout. He tried to break out last year, but obviously he got hurt. 
Um, big news that went into the weekend, Jadavian Clowney ended up signing with the Tennessee Titans. Um, for all my Saints fans out there, that you your team did not go out without a fight. It seems through reports that the NFL, Chris Paul, that thing. So the Saints were actually proposing a sign and trade for Clowney, but the NFL vetoed it, said, no, you can't do that. What was happening was the Saints were going to send them a second rounder. And also the deal was that it was a sign and trade that they signed the, t- the undisclosed team would sign Jadavian Clowney, pay his signing bonus, and then trade him to the Saints, and then they'll pay the rest. But that's never been done. NFL said, nah. So he ended up signing with the Titans instead. Uh, that's real That's real big for their defense, Mike Vrabel and those boys. But moving on, we'll talk about that some more in a second. Moving on, my boy Deshaun Watson got his bread. Got big bread, four years, 160 mil extension. Um, I feel like that's the least you can do for a guy that drags your team to relevance every year. I mean, that's the least you can do, especially with a head coach that's questionable and a co-star on the opposite side of the ball who can, you know, I wouldn't say barely, but J.J. Watts had some injury issues over the past over the past few years, and you already traded D-Hop. I just, I, I want to see it on the field, but well-deserved to him. Congratulations, sir. Keep going into the NFL. Uh, week one predictions, it's a lot of games, so I'm not going to go crazy into each one of them, but I'm going to tell you who's playing. Um, you know, just quick notes on each one as I go through. Starting off on Thursday, we got the Texans at the Chiefs. My first reaction when I was writing the show, I was like, ooh, airhead finna go crazy. Then I felt like I went outside without my mask on. I was like, oh, yeah, there's no fans. I mean, we'll, we'll see how much... I guess travel goes into, I think I mentioned that a couple of shows ago. I want to see how travel and everything gets affected, but there's no, there's no roar of the fans. So I, of course, just like the NBA bubble, like everything else, let's just see how it goes, see how it works. But I think the chiefs are going to win that, win that game. I, I you, you can't just get your rings and I don't, I don't, I don't like getting rings and then folks lose. I think you need to come out clicking on all cylinders. You know, you don't have too many new pieces. You know, you got a new uh, running back from LSU. I want to see really what he does. Fantasy note for anybody that's playing fantasy, looking into him. They got him projected really, really high, but I think that's kind of a Kansas City thing. But moving forward, we got the Seahawks at the Falcons, starting off in Mercedes-Benz. I want to see how Russell Wilson does. I want to see what the Falcons do with their new additions. But I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks. On that one, I, I think that Russell knows that he's going to need these wins. But I, I think I think the Seahawks are going to pull that, especially with no fans. Um, I think it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna be close, whether it's a shootout or whether it's a close game. I think that Russell Wilson will make more plays that need to be made. Falcons have some new additions that they need to work out. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks on that one. Jets at Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills on that one. I want to see... Stephon Diggs, see what he does with Josh Allen. The cornerback just got paid. I I think they're, they're, they're primed to take the next step. We got Bears at Lions. I'm going to go with the Bears on that one. I think most with most of these games are going to be pretty consistent with what I saw last year just because of new additions, no real training camp time, preseason, things of that nature. I think the Bears are going to pull that out. 
I just want to see Matt Stafford get through the game. He has some new pieces as well. The Packers at Vikings are next. I'm going to I'm going to go to Vikings on that one. I'm not going to keep picking away team. I'm going to go with the Vikings on that one. Um, they their defense is always stout. We're gonna see what Adam Adam Thielen does as the number one receiver. Now they did uh get Jefferson from LSU. See what he does, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings on, on that one. I just think they're always stout. Just I think the more veteran teams are just gonna be ready to go on week one. Defense, running game, head coach, and things like that. I'm gonna lean on heavy in week one. Very interesting to see in the next game, Dolphins at Pats. We get to see all of the the Patriots players that are now on the Dolphins. Um, don't sleep on the Dolphins, man. They played very, very well at the back end of last year. Brian Forrest has done a wonderful job with them. But we get to see Cam in action. I'm going Cam with the win. I, I want Cam to put up big numbers. I want to see Cam healthy. I want to see Cam fly around, you know, to fly around the field. I want to see him throw the ball downfield. I want to see him run the ball. I want to see option play. I want to see everything that they have to offer. I want to see the Tim Tebow offense 5.0. If if Josh McDaniels could do what he did with Tim Tebow, man, you know what it is with Cam Newton. Anybody that says otherwise, come come see me. Come see me. Like Mark Ingram said, come see me. But then we have the Eagles at Washington. Definitely going with the Eagles on that one. As long as Carson Wentz is healthy, I feel like they will win that game. But I do want to see what Washington is going to do. I don't think that's going to be a, a, a cakewalk or a walk in the park. But once again, Eagles are more veteran team. Uh, they just had another pickup this offseason. We'll see what their secondary does. Big play slay back there. You know, I'm rocking with the Eagles on that. I would just love to avoid division games in week one just for kink purposes. And I think that's a really high leverage game to put in the first week of the season. You know, that's just me thinking off the top of my head, but. I don't know how, you know, if you can avoid it due to scheduling, but I just, I'm looking down and it's like, it's a lot of division games. But that's just me, side note. Raiders at Panthers, going with the Raiders, Las Vegas on that one. I want to see what Josh Jacobs does. I liked him last year. I like him going forward. Um, Carr, their quarterback, I don't know why there's so many questions on him. I just think he's just young and up and coming. And it's just some hard divisions, and they've gone through some organizational things. You know, I think he would have played a lot better last year if he would have had, you know, A.B. But, you know, that's another story for another day. We got the Jags versus the Colts. Of course, I'm going with the Colts on that one. Phillip Rivers, old faces at new places. We're going to see what he does. I'm going to go with the Colts on that one. We got the Browns at Ravens. That's going to be a dog fight. I'm going with Lamar. You got to kick it off right, especially that's a that's a division game. That that's a must win out the gate. It's so many things changing with the schedule this year. You got to have those games. Moving on, we got the Chargers at the Bengals. I'm going with the Chargers on that one. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to start that game. I've always liked Tyrod. I've said that before on previous podcasts. I think he has weapons. I think he has a good coach. I think that team plays hard. They're going to play even harder. I think Bosa's going to go crazy, and you're just going to see. Joe Burrow have his first game. I don't expect, you know, monster numbers, but I think he'll play well. Moving on, we got the Bucks at the Saints. That's a real, real big one. I'm going to go the Saints in that one. Once again, it's just consistency in what I've seen. It's hard for me just to go off a blank sheet of paper. And the Saints have had some little tweaks here and there, but I don't think they're big enough 
to the fact that I really have to go to the point and say, oh, I have to really factor you in. I'm really talking about one receiver and a defensive back that you already had. I think they'll be just fine. Moving on, you got the Cardinals at the 49ers. Old face in new place to see what he does with D-Hop. Kyler Murray I'm speaking of. But I think the 49ers are going to pull that out. I think if we're going to see any type of growth, we need to start seeing it now. Like, I want to see a fire. You lost the Super Bowl. You know, I don't want to see a slump. I want to see some, you know, some more fire and hunger come out of that team, out of the gates, because they're in a hard division as well. The Cardinals are up and coming. The Seahawks are already there. You know, once again, with this schedule, I just really feel like there is very, very small. There's a small window for error, a very small window. Everything has to be planned out as far as the scheduling is concerned. Two bye weeks, one team getting a bye in the playoffs. It's a lot on the line. Then we're going to finish out Sunday night at 820 with the Cowboys at the Rams. I feel like Jerry Jones probably just outbid everybody for that game. That's such a weird game to close out my wonderful first Sunday night, week one. But, you know, whatever. We're not going to talk about Cowboys fans that much. But on Monday, you know, the Giants are going to go crazy in Pittsburgh. I'm picking the Giants to win that game. Maybe that's just me emotionally speaking because that's my team. But I want to see Saquon go crazy. Big Ben, we'll see if he can upgrade those B weapons that he has all around the field. Their defense is going to be second to none. But... We're going to see what Big Ben does with with those B, those B weapons. I, I just think they had their opportunity last year to really show if they can be number ones or really help Big Ben out rather, you know, than he helped them. But they did all right. Injuries kind of came came along, so on and so forth. But then uh, to close out week one, Titans at Broncos. You know, obviously, Xavier Clowney, that's what I'm looking at. Hopefully he doesn't eat up Drew Locke too much. Drew Locke, young quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Their defense has always been good. I don't expect anything less out of them, but I want to see how he plays. Colin obviously said that he's up next, so we're going to see. Coming new this year um, to the podcast as well, I'm going to do a three-cent fantasy draft. Our draft is Thursday at 9 o'clock. I got some great players. Some of the leagues that I've been in over the years, kind of some of the top players out of those leagues, some some good, interesting minds, some different minds of how they play and how they view the game of football. I'll give you guys updates weekly. I'll tell you who those guys are. Uh, we may do some different little things throughout the season to kind of give it some flavor. We maybe drop some gems. Um, once again, like I said on some podcasts, it'll be very interesting to see how the logistics affect fantasy football. Not necessarily travel, but if they have COVID outbreaks or, you know, I know that may just be like a regular injury, but, you know, those are, those things are pretty timely. You know, it's not like somebody got the flu or somebody got a cold or a high fever and, you know, it's, it's a flu game situation. If you get a flu, there ain't going to be no flu game right now is pretty much what I'm saying. It's also my first time playing PPR. Not that hard for me, I don't think, but, you know, pretty interesting to see. But moving on into the NBA news and updates, Toronto and Boston, their game five is tonight. I think that series should be 3-1, but it's 2-2. Let's see how, you know, team chemistry, championship swagger, team ball, how long that can last against a team that plays team ball just as good but has a little bit more star power. As far as on the wings, I'm talking about Boston. I, I think – you know, Toronto has kind of shown some of the championship swagger over the last two games, especially with the with the OG shot and 
you know, last game they they kind of put it all together and put it put together four quarter quarters of quality basketball. But how long, you know, will that last? Jason Tatum and Kemba are really being themselves. And um, correction from last week. His name is Robert Williams. I called him Reggie. My apologies, sir. You have been playing great. I just love the way that at the big position, how he moves. The center they start, mm, he he's cool. Like, I, I don't mind him at all. But I just think he flows a Williams flows a little bit. Both the Williams, Grant Williams as well. I think they both just kind of flow. They just, and when I mean flow, I'm talking about about athletics, you know, athleticism. They just they just move a little bit better. They jump a little higher. They get rebounds. They run a little bit faster on the fast break. They pivot a little bit faster. They look like they know what they're doing a little bit more. You know, they're more assertive with the ball when they get it. But I like that series. I think. I think Boston is gonna gonna keep going. I, I have a feeling about Toronto, but I want to see Boston take that next step. I want to see Jason Tatum ascend, like I've said before. I'm gonna go Boston. So Boston will probably be up three two. The other game tonight is gonna be L A. The Clippers versus Denver. That series is tied three one. They're going into Game three. The Clippers are getting better and better the more that they play together, healthy like the full squad, as we expected. Zubac is getting good minutes and Harrell. I know that Denver has bigs too, but it just seems like they don't want to bang to the extent of the way that the Clippers want to bang. You know, Montrez down there, you know, giving his flex and everything like that, getting rebounds, not looking to kick it out. You know, that, that kind of says something to me. It's like, I, I kind of can, you know, have my way down here. You know, that's, it's going to depend on a bit. It's going to really depend upon the bigs to me. Jokic and, and Jamal Murray, of course, but I think those bigs, Michael Porter Jr., Grant, you know, Paul Millsap, those guys are really gonna have to I think they're they're more they have more depth at the big, but for some reason they just don't really want to get down there. The games last night, LA versus Houston, is now tied up. It's a hard series to watch. It's a lot of ISO. Um, but everybody takes advantage of their mismatches. No matter kind of what it is, you'll see the Lakers jump out and bang down low and kind of have their way. And then you you know, as soon as you think, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. You know, the Rockets kind of start playing their brand of basketball and get back into the game, and then it becomes like a back and forth. But Bron and AD have to be who they are. I think that's going to be the story of this playoffs. I'm tired of talking about all the others. They have to set the tone first. You know, you know. sometimes it just ends up that they are the best mismatch. Play through it. As far as on Houston side, they play better without rest to me. Yes, I said it. Um, but it's, it is to their point. He is like the big man at the rim, but in shooting too, sometimes for what they need on the court is just five shooters. And him with his spotty, you know, jump shots and consistent turnovers, you kind of clog up the arc, if that makes sense. You know, they used to say clog up the paint, but he's kind of clogging up the arc, you know, around the three-point line. You know, so you can't really, can't really have that. You know, or unless he's just going to shoot better, which I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, but then we go into the ga- the game that was supposed to have been the closeout series game of the sweep. The Greek freak still played. Um, Milwaukee is down 3-1 at this point. They actually won. He left the game yesterday with an ankle injury. And Milwaukee still won. The Bucks played better. I don't want to say without him, but 
I can see him being moved to that lob dunk man position. I just think the ball the ball movement is better when he's not the focal point of the offense, when it moves around. Bledsoe even played even better. You saw more of their shooters get more minutes. And it made them a little more unpredictable with the basketball as far as their offense. You know, defenses were setting them like, stop Giannis and we'll figure everything else out. But now it's just, it it, it, it moves so much better there. They have more more guards on the, on the floor. Um, it just it just looked better, you know. The for what everything that Giannis brings, sometimes I think at right now is the ceiling has been met. Is the the jump shot and the scoring is what you need. The shooting is what you need. Sometimes if you can't take what the defense gives you, then you're, you're halting the offense. And if the defense tells you, hey, we're giving you this jump shot and you can't hit it, you can't make the defense be honest enough to respect that, then they can just lean on what they're doing. I, I just think it's, 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 ran, it's ran its course. He'll be good enough to beat you know the, the mid-level regular teams, but when we start to get to the upper echelon teams, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. It was funny. Um, Brandon Marshall, they had another I Am Athlete podcast, and I was listening to it, and they talked about who's going to be the next face of the league. And he said that Luka is the face of the league. And I thought about it. I said, it's not a bad point globally. You know, business speaking, Dallas has always been a good international, you know, fed team. And, you know, just thinking about in the future, his skill set, his leadership, he gave the Clippers buckets without Przingis. I think we can label Przingis as injury prone at this time if you haven't already. I think we can go ahead and add him to the preload management first team list for next year. Obviously, he he will not last if he doesn't load manage from now on. But who matches up with him for the face of the league, Luka, that is? Once LeBron and that wave of players kind of phase out, which is coming up, maybe Tatum? I don't – maybe. You know, go Golden State is going to be part of that outer run, you know, that, that team is going to get pushed out. Even if they do come back and get, a, you know, some more, it, it won't be the run that they just had mathematically. So Fred Taylor, he brought up the Greek freak, but why not the Greek freak? He can't carry the lead. He can't. I told you that already. It's not necessarily about points, rebounds, just what the numbers that flat that they flash on the screen. It's about impact and timeliness of the points. Can you take what the defense gives you? Can you uplift the team with a bucket more times than not when the defense is good? That's why he hurt his ankle. You're trying to twist through everybody and just run through everybody because you're tall. Can you have good O over a good D? I told you that Miami has Kawhi-like defenders, solid point guard play, a championship head coach. But as far as carrying the lead, man, the NBA got to do something about this and change it, like, next year. Because Greek Freak going to be back overseas by the time MVP come out. So, like, NBA seasonal awards need to be given in season. We don't need to have this conversation no more. Give it in season. It's hurting It's hurting the brand to me. Maybe not as much as other people, but to me. Like, I understand no fans in the pandemic. Like, that's a whole nother subject. But the players who win should be able to have their moment while their iron of work is hot. You know, I always go back to the Allen Iverson MVP, 
you know, that was always so nostalgic for me. You know what I'm saying? Like he's in front of in front of his in front of his home fans, you know what I'm saying, before a game. I'll even take to the point of the the Kevin Durant, you know, the whole the whole team there a press conference with your team. You know what I'm saying? But no but none of that NBA awards, like, go back to the way it was before. Like I didn't need to see John Morant get his rookie of the year Amazon Prime this crit. Like, I would rather see him get the get the award and go get buckets on somebody. But, you know, that's just me, my little three cent. But let's talk about what's going on in the hood, man. Voting, voting, voting. I told you that I was going to keep giving you voting info. I will keep doing that to you. It was some interesting information as I researched, trying to figure out what exactly that I was going to bring to you, what exactly I was going to say. But some interesting information that I found out about the state of Georgia, which is the state that I reside in. So in 2016, Trump won Georgia with 50 percent of the vote and Hillary lost with about 45.6. I did not know that between 1990 through 2016, Georgia voted Democrat 63 percent of the time. I was born in 92, so pretty much through my lifetime, Georgia has been a Democratic state. But Georgia has voted Republican in every election from 2000 to 2016. Now, which as as I kind of grew up, that's what it looked like. So that's not necessarily surprising to me, maybe not surprising to you. But the big thing of the community is always about voting. Why should we vote? Why should we vote? My vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't count. Well, maybe I can give you some perspective as to why it does. Or maybe, you know, if you could help, you know, possibly just I'm just throw some information out there. You do with it what you want. I just thought it was interesting. So let's take a look at pivot counties. For those that don't know what a pivot county is, I'm not going to tell you to look it up. I'm going to tell you a pivot county is a county that voted for Barack in 2008 and in 2012, but voted for Trump in 2016. Twiggs County, Peach, Dooley County, Baker County, and Quitman County. Only five that switched. And I go and look at the margin. Twiggs is 1.58, Peach is 2.91, Dooley is 2.5, 2.05, excuse me. Baker County is 8.68, and Quitman is 10.92. Until you get to Baker and Quitman, the margin of voting was 2%. 2. And we all know that less people voted after Barack got her office. I think I said that. So then I looked a little further. And then I figured and I saw that there were three mixed counties. Mixed being that it could go either way. And I've guessed what counties those were. Gwinnett, Cobb County, and Henry County. Hmm. 
so it's three counties. Even though I know we're 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 a red state overall right now. But there's at least three to five counties that if you just voted a little bit more, we would have better numbers. Now, would that swing the whole thing? Maybe, maybe not. But if you go into it in more detail and go on a local level, are you voting on those levels the same way that you're voting on the general level? The national level. Just more things to think about. Food for thought. Maybe the numbers aren't as far off as you think they are. Maybe that neighbor that you should have brought up and asked if they were registered to vote, maybe that conversation needed to be had a little bit more. But, you know, I'm not running for office. I'm not a politician. I'm just putting some information out there. Facts as people you know, put them these days. But once again, let's go over it to close out the show. The Georgia election, election day is November 3rd. Early voting is October 12th through October 30th. The voter registration deadline is October 5th. You have about a month left. The deadline to request an absentee ballot, I told you I was going to tell you about that, is Friday, October 30th. That's the deadline to request. The deadline to return is election day. The deadline to return your absentee ballot is election day. You will not be able to fill out your absentee ballot on site. You will not. So let's get out. Let's do our research. Let's vote. Promote the vote. Man, ask questions. Do your research. You know, do everything that you can. Ask people if they're registered. If they're not, help them out. Help them out. Be the change that you want to see. Be the change that you want. I know we've all heard that. Be the change that you want to see, man. But like always, like and share the podcast. Every week, man, pass it to your friends, send it in text messages, send it to people who listen to sports, people who don't listen to, listen to sports. Man, take care of yourself and your family. Drink your water, stretch, go on a run, go on a walk, man. Get some sunshine, get 30 minutes of exercise. Check in with your family or your loved ones, FaceTime, call them, Google Duo, whatever you need to. Man, this time has not stopped the mind, people. Don't get stuck. Don't get complacent. This time has not stopped the mind. As always, stat, pray. And stay out the way. Follow us at 3 Cent Media. It's your host, B.A. And it's been another episode of Just My Opinion Podcast. Happy Labor Day, folks. Mm -hmm.